Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that is 712-432-2444. You can call in at 718-506-9099, and you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show, if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhi for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhi to do his famous Kayach from the Moyer show, uh, uh, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhi's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhi books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so I have a very fabulous, amazing story. All your stories are uh, fabulous and amazing and gavaldic and, and heart-sick and everything. Uh, you know what I mean? I know what you mean, but I mean, like this particular particular story I don't recall telling in a long, long time. So before I get to that, I just want to remind everybody that this uh, story is sponsored as a Fuwish Lema for Chaim Yosef Sweeb and Sarah Miriam, and a continuous Fuwish Lema for, um, let's see, what's his name again? Do you remember? Arafoyal Avram Yitzchak Ben Gittel. Right. That's right, 100%. Now, before I tell the story, I just want to let everybody know, yes, I do get a lot, a lot, a lot of phone calls. Baruch Hashem, most of those phone calls are very nice phone calls. Once in a while, we get silly-dilly phone calls. But yes, I do listen to all my messages. But unfortunately, I don't have the time to answer every single one of them, so I apologize for that. But sometimes I will answer a message a week or two later. And I'd just like to point out another thing is that 
Um, yes, uh, this is a storytelling show, and yes, I tell stories during this time, and I don't have time to do all these shout-outs once in a while. I do get a sponsor that wants me to do so, or something like that, but other than that, I'm sorry, I don't have time for making all those shout-outs. Now, with that said, let's go straight to the story. All right, straight to the story. What story are you telling? Okay, the name of the story is called... Erev Shabbos Kugel. What? Erev Shabbos Kugel? I thought it was called Erev Shabbos Kodesh. <laughs> yes, but you know, there's an Indian that in order to get into the feeling of Shabbos Kodesh, you just can't suddenly go from weekday to Shabbos Kodesh. That's why a lot of people stop their work early, start doing preparations for Shabbos, get into the Shabbos mode, you know what I mean? We clean up, we take showers, some people go to the mikvahs, and so on and so forth. We do all these things in preparation, look over Shabbos, we vacuum, we, we even uh, put on a, a nice tishtach, you know what I mean? A, a, a table cover, whatever you call it, a, you know, uh, uh, you know, to, to make the table look nice, look over Shabbos Kodesh, and we put out the Shabbos candles and the chalas and everything, right? Uh, yes, 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 yes. You're very excited to say it. Yes, so uh, I just want to say that one of the things that some people do is they eat some of the shoes, uh, some of the food, I should say, some of the, <laughs> some of the, I was about to say, some of the shoes. <laughs> Man, where, where is your mind thinking about thinking about getting dressed for covered shoppers? But you're right, it's Wednesday. So anyway, so let me just tell you like this, that some people, what they do, are oh, you ready? I know what it is, Rabbi Yops, I figured it out. What, what, what? You're getting into the mode of Purim. Oh, how do you know? Because <laughs> this week, we bench Rosh Chodesh Adah, you know, Misha, 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 Nechnesh Adah, Marbim, 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 Simcha, Yes, 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 Yossi, but you can sing that next week. Okay, anyways, yeah, I'm starting to maybe get into a little taste of that too. That might be so. But let me just tell you something that's very, very important to remember. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. Okay, I'm glad you are. So here, listen very closely what I want to tell you. And some people have this thing, a minute, that in order to appreciate Shabbos Kodesh, that during the daytime of Shabbos, usually after the noontime, they eat a little something, Lukovic Shabbos. Now, of course, they don't want to eat a ton of food because they don't want to have an appetite to eat, you know, the Shabbos Suda, Lukovic Shabbos. So what they do is, let's say, they take uh, a little bit of a kegel, you know, like you know, a luxury kegel, a potato kegel. They take a little piece of the kegel, kegel, a chassidish way of saying kugel. All right, okay, kugel, kegel, kugel, kegel, a kegel, kugel, uh, whatever. Anyway, so they take a kugel, a shtickle kugel, a shtickle kegel, and they eat a little bit of it uh, to have a taste of the Shabbos a little bit early. So then they look forward to the rest of that Shabbos. They can't wait to, to eat Lakovit Shabbos by the Suda because by the Suda on Shabbos Kodesh, we sing Zemirais, Zemirais. Yes, yes, yes. You sing Zemirais and everything else. And, yeah, you know, and you say Divrei Taira. Right. And that's exactly what happens there. So now, let me just tell you something very important to understand that this story... I know that I haven't told it in this area. When I say this area, I mean certainly not on the j radio. And certainly I don't remember telling it on Wonder Words. And I could tell you one thing. I don't recall going around telling this story anywhere. My memory was refreshing to remember this story. And this is the story I would like to tell. 
And since I don't know how long it's going to tell, which means I don't know how long it's going to take when I tell it. Ah, so you want me to be quiet? Is that what that was? Are you trying to hint that? <coughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of hinting that. Okay, I'll try. Is a really super duper story? <coughs> Can I? Oh, sorry, go ahead. All right, anyways, this story took place in contemporary times. It means it didn't take place 457 and a half years ago. Right, it didn't take place like that. So it probably took place eh, maybe 10, 20 years ago, possibly. No, actually, it did take a little place earlier than that. Uh, my memory, let me rack my memory, let me... Ah, I know how much it took. <coughs> okay, it, it happened uh, in the early years of the development of Borough Park. Yeah, 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 that's when it happened. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, of course, I'm not going to use the real names in the story, and I'm not going to really say if it was particularly Borough Park that this story took place, but, 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 you're going to use Borough Park as this story place because, um, you know, so we have some place we can't say, well, it happened this neighborhood with such and such person, and then they're imploding them, baloney, right, right, we can't do that again, right, right? You know the routine. Great. Okay, so therefore, what we're going to do is very amazingly use uh, our own names, our names? You mean I call Yossi and Rabbi Earth? No, 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 no. I mean names that we make up. Anyways, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, and, of course, we're just going to pick the Borough Park neighborhood. And, obviously, because Borough Park right now is a very thriving, thriving Jewish neighborhood, uh, this had to happen in the early years of Borough Park before it became the super thriving, you know, neighborhood that it is now. Okay? So, um, I would say it's probably happened... In the late 1960s or early 1970s. Okay, got it. Okay, no more interruptions, Belinda. I mean, Belinda. I mean, well, you know, I, go ahead, go ahead. All right. Anyway, so this story takes place as follows. Okay, there was this person, which we're gonna call. We're gonna call this person. We're gonna call him Velvo Gelchaf. Velvo Gelchaf. Yes, yes, that's what we're going to call him. Velvo Gelchaf was a beautiful, wonderful yeshiva guy. You know what I mean? He loved to learn Torah. He was learning Geschmack. Everything he did was Gewaldic. And he loved to learn. And then, of course, came the time that he was going to get married. So, of course, the Shatkin said... I have a very nice shidduch for you. Listen to me, Melville. Okay, uh, I want that I should speak to them. I'll speak to them. But Melville, 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 you know, you have to tell me up front how many years you want to learn uh, before you go out to work. Uh, well, uh, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I think that, um, I would like to learn for at least two years, uh, after I get married. All right, very good, very good, very good. And so, sure enough, he found him a nice shidduch. A beautiful shidduch. And he married somebody by the name of Yocheved. Yes, yes, yes. Married Yocheved. And, of course, time was going on. 
And, uh, you know, they were having a happy life. She was uh, like a, a mora most of the time. Uh, that means, uh, well, well, you'll, you'll find out what I mean in the story. So she was a mora and he was learning in Kailil. And everything was geschmack. They had a wonderful time. And one of the things that he loved was when he came home on Erev Shabbos, he went and he came home like about 12.30 because he left the Kailil at 12 o'clock. And he used to say, all right. Is there anything that I can help you out with, Yechemet? Let's get this house ready for Shabbos Kodesh! Yes! Can we do that? Ah, uh, yes, we can! Certainly, Velvel. No problem at all. Let's get this place uh, really spotless. Okay, um, I'll uh, do the dishes and you vacuum. Great idea. Whatever you say, Yechemet. <laughs> the key to Shalom bias, of course, is to respect one another and help each other out. There's no me in a marriage. There's we in a marriage. Okay. All right. I like it very much. Okay. So I'll get the vacuum cleaner going. <laughs> and of course, he vacuumed and he did everything fine. And then the best part came to him. All right. Uh huh. I gotta tell you, Yechemet. You make a potato kugel sheinkamayu. I'm telling you, I'm not even sure. I don't want to say anything, but you know, like it's good competition to my mother's kegel. Your potato kegel is wow, a zealous and a zealous. I'm tell, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so uh, can I have a piece of <clears throat> Erushabas kegel? Yes, of course. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, what's so funny? Well, in your house, they called it Ereshabbos Kigel. In my house, they used to call it Ereshabbos Kugel. Ah, uh, yes, I guess, you know, well, I come from Hasidic background, and you come from leadership background, but it's okay. We can have a Kigel and a Kugel and a Kigel and a Kugel and a Kugel and a Kigel and a Kigel and a Kugel, whatever it is. <laughs> we can definitely have it. Okay, no problem whatsoever. And sure enough, he will be eating his Ereshabbos Kigel. And he used to say, Emyetz Hashem, when we have Kindlech, we'll train them to love to have Erev Shabbos Kegel too. Yes, yes, yes. All right, that sounds like a lot of fun. Very nice, very nice. And so life went on like this. Imamish was gewaldic. He was learning, and he learned to be satisfied with what he had. And one year passed by, and a baby boy was born. And they would name this little baby boy Shimon. And they nicknamed him Shimmy. And Shimmy was a gewaldic little baby. When he was born, the house was filled with, I know, crying. <coughs> well, that too. Anyway, so let me tell you. So Shimon, or like we call him Shimmy, was a gewaldic yingala. And yes, it was Geshmak, and he loved this kid, and Yochevet loved him, and they both took great care of the kid. And when the doctor said that he could already eat more solid foods, they gave him an Ereshavis. Let me guess, Ereshavis Kegel! Uh, yes, they did. Okay, so if, if Velvel was feeding the baby, they gave him Ereshavis Kegel. Ah, uh, don't tell me. And if Yochevet was feeding the baby, they gave him Ereshavis Kugel. You got it. Okay. 
All right. Anyways, the bottom line is they were going and having a happy-go-lucky life. Baruch Hashem, everything was gewaldig. You know how gewaldig it is when you learn to be satisfied with what you got? And you know how gewaldig it is when you don't have what they call in Yiddish, big eyes to like see things. And I must have that. I must have that. I must have that. Ah, but you know what? They didn't have such big eyes like that. But then the two years were up. And the two of them, Yocheven and Velu, were sitting in the kitchen while the baby Shimmy was sleeping. You know something? The two years are up. And I think it's costing us a lot of money to babysit. I need to be a mother at home the full time. Because I think more than half of my salary <laughs> is going to pay for babysitting service. So what do you say? Um, the two years are up. Are you going to go out to work? Well, I'll tell you the truth. That's part of the deal. I want to go out to work, but I want to learn at the same time. I would have it no other way. Of course you'll have a say in learning. There's no question about it. You just might have to be like one of those people that get up extra early in the morning, or you go to a seder at night or a sheer at night. Yes, yes, yes. But I wonder, you know, like I don't have a particular trade in my life, and I don't know what I should do. I mean, uh, I'm not going to run a Chinese laundry. No, no, no. Or a 99-cent store. No, no, no. Uh, let's see. Well, you can't see me being a pizza man. <laughs> Actually, I could, but it would look very funny. No, 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 no. All right, okay. So um, I wonder what I should do. Well, you can go to your Rebbe. Uh, my Rebbe? Oh, Rabdovidal? Yes, yes, yes. Go to Rabdovidal. And ask him what you should do. Tell him the two years are up. You want to be able to learn, but you have to work, because that was the deal you made. Uh-huh. Good idea. Yocheved, Baruch Hashem, I married you. You're so, so smart. I'm going to go right away. And so, sure enough, he went down his steps. And, of course, he went out his door. And he walked down the street pretty quick. And he finally came to Reb Duvidal's house, and he rang the bell. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, who is there? Uh, uh, it's me, uh, Velvel. Oh, Velvel. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Let me buzz you in. Uh, you, are you in? Uh, yes, I am. I'm on my way up the steps, if you don't mind. Okay, there you go. Uh, don't run so fast. You might break my steps. Okay, anyways. So, uh, what's the special visit here? It's not Shabbos Kodesh. It's not my Mincha Meirev in between. Where I'm giving a share and you're asking cashiers. <laughs> so, what's going on? Uh, well, um, do you have a few minutes to talk with me? Ah, ich bin ein Rebbe. And you are a congregant from me. Savada. I always have a few minutes, right? Hey, if I was eating supper, so my supper would get a little... Oh, no, no, no. That's for Shalom. I would never take you away from eating supper. Are you eating supper? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just telling you that uh, for my oilum, you know, I, I have to help you. Okay, so what can I do for you? Well, uh, I don't know how long our session will take. Whatever it is, you need some advice from me. You need some cash to answer. A shilat, nicht kein problem. Mit der help, I'm going to help you. Now, tell me what it is. Uh, all right. Well, it happens to be that the time has come that uh, 
the two years that um, I was promised that I would get support so I could learn the first two years that I'm married is kind of up. Aha! And you want to continue? I would love to, but my wife wants to be a full-time mother, and I respect her for that. And uh, I think it's also great for my kinderlach. So it's time for me to go out and work. So what I want to do, Rebbe, is I would like to go out to work, but I want to try to find some sort of a job or something I can do that I can still get learning in, not just a short shear or something. Is there something that the Rebbe can advise me about? <laughs> Very interesting, Shiley asking. So you're asking a das teure type of advice. Okay, no, no. Okay, Herzerzi. Right now, you're living in an apartment? Uh, yes. So you didn't use up your chasnagel, did you? Uh, uh, no. Did you have any savings before you got married? Uh, yes, I, I had some savings. And did your wife have some savings? Uh, yes, a little bit. So now, you have, uh, I don't want to ask exactly, but you have a sizable amount of money between what your savings was, your wife's savings, and from the guilt from the chasna that you didn't spend yet? Um, yeah, I think so. Gewaldik! Gewaldik? What do you mean? Uh, I want you to go into a special business. Uh, uh, A special business? But I have no particular skills. Listen to me. At the outskirts of Bora Park, at the ends of Bora Park, there are a lot of old, uh, schmatte type of looking apartment buildings. You understanding? Yes. And right now you could probably buy it very cheap. Now if you look at Bora Park, and I know where it's going to go. It's going to be one of the premier uh, Yiddish neighborhoods in, 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 in the in the Gans, New York. You understand? It won't just be Williamsburg. No, no, no. It's going to be a Gewaldica neighborhood, you understand? So, take advantage now, buy the houses cheap, buy the apartment buildings cheap, and then you fix it up a bit, and you rent it out, of course, to Eden. And that will cause more Eden to buy, to, buy, to, to, to come in. You'll buy another building. Now, the way you have to do this is very interesting. Okay, you buy the building, then you get the rent, you divide part of the rent to cover your costs. Another part of the rent, you have to figure out how much you can put aside. You'll put aside money that is going to be to be able to be used uh, for investment. When you have enough, you buy a second building and then a third building. Do you understanding? Wow. If, if I listen to that and, 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 and I listen to everything the Rav says, there's a chance that I may even become a, a very rich man. And because... I don't have to stay watching the buildings every second. I guess I could really still have Sidorim in learning. Yes, that's it. Now, listen to me. Of course, if you want to maintain your riches, you know very well that you have to give Tzedukah. You have to give charity. If you don't give Tzedukah, you could lose your riches. You know that. You arrest, yes, you know that. Uh, y- yes, I, 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 I do know that. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, well, I learned it in the Gemara, right? Uh, very good. You remember what you learned? Good, good. I'm very happy. Very proud of you. So anyways, listen very, very carefully what I'm going to tell you to do. You're going to be well-to-do, and you're going to be a big mouth sedoke. 
Now, you don't want to have every other second, unless there's an emergency, you can give tzedakah at the times. You should have a certain time of the day where you're going to make it that people could come to visit you, and then you'll continue giving out tzedakah at that time. You understand? If you like, you can have a Gabbai tzedakah, and he'll give out the tzedakah based on your orders. You understand? But one thing I must tell you to be very, very careful about. Uh, very careful about? Very careful about what? Ah, honor, COVID. Do not seek COVID. Do not look for any honor. Do you understand? Honor could be good. Honor could be bad. Honor could bring you problems. You understand? Problems? But honor? I mean, the Rav has honor. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm not talking about that kind of honor. This is a different kind of honor. This is my job, to be the roof here, to be the roof of the shul, and to help all the members of the shul. Pardon me, Rebbe. Yes, I think so. I think. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so I don't know if you're honored. That means don't be honored at any dinners either. Understand? Giving tzedakah for yeshiva and moistness is fine. Giving tzedakah for anim is fine. But don't look for honor. Do not be honored at dinners. Understanding? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Avada. Uh, okay, Zicha. Uh, thank you. And, and, uh, uh, yes, you have a brocha for Hatzlucha Rabba. Amen, amen. And so with that, what happened was his velvola, velvola geldschaft, he went outside. Yes, indeed. He went outside and he was dancing on the streets. What's with that guy over there? <laughs> Cool. What's with that guy jumping up and down, man? And of course, they couldn't understand. He was so happy. Got a bracha from his rebbe, Rabduvidal. And of course, what ended up happening was he came home so excited. And his wife said, no, what did he say? And he told over everything he said. So I'm going to go down there tomorrow morning and I'm going to see the person. And I am asking him to do it. If the rebbe said 100%, we have to have a munash Yes, indeed. If he said this is what you should do, and this is what you should do. <laughs> yes, okay, fine. That's what I'm going to do. Yes, indeed. And so what happened was his. He went down to the place because he looked in the uh, bylines, whatever they call the places where they advertise it, and he came down to see the old landlord. And he said, uh, Excuse me, uh, Mr. Um, uh, um, how, how do you pronounce your name? I pronounce my name. My name is pronounced Antifigalo. Oh, 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 okay, Antifigalo. Okay, Antifigalo, um, I saw your advertisement over here for this apartment building. Uh, I'd like to buy it. Hey, hey, come on, I'm only looking for a serious uh, uh, buyers. And Antigolo does not think you're a serious buyer. You're one of those Jewish people that sit in the, what do you call it, uh, on the bench in the sick back and forth in the holy place. You know what I mean? Uh, I understand. But I, I, I put aside money for such cases like this. I'm ready to buy a building. Okay, if your price is reasonable, I'll give you cash on the spot. What do you say? Cash, cash on the spot. Oh, oh, that's a good. I like that. Okay, so you know what? Uh, you're ready to call the contract? You want to see the building? I'll look at the building. Uh, it's okay, good enough. but you didn't go inside. That's all right. 
I have a blessing from my rabbi that this is the right thing to do. Blessing, okay, no problem. Okay, so this and this is what I mount. And he told the amount of money that he wanted. And he said, no problem. And he said, would you give it cheap if I paid you all in cash? And when he said, all of it in cash? You mean no, no mortgage, no nothing? Nothing, pure cash. All right, I give you. And he gave him a cheaper price. And they sat down with their lawyers and they did everything legally. And the building was transferred and sold over to, to Velville Geltschaft. And so Velville Geltschaft, he now had this beautiful apartment building that wasn't beautiful. But he was going to be because he visioned, he envisioned exactly what the Godel told him, what his Rebbe told him. And so what ended up happening was he went over and he had money left over to renovate the apartment building. And he advertised, but he was very careful. He advertised uh, where Yidin where look. He obviously advertised in Jewish papers uh, and English ones, Yiddish ones. And, of course, people came. And in the beginning, he charged a reasonable rent. And eventually, he did exactly within one year, as now his baby was now becoming two years old. Shimmy was now two years old. And he was angerflanz, and he said a few words here and there. He was saying more than a few words, and he would say, And of course, he was broken in to have Erev Shabbos Kugel. So much to the extent that when it came Friday, he started to sense. Now, it could be he sensed it because the way... Everything was changing the house because they were vacuuming and cleaning and changing the tablecloth and setting up the cover Shabbos. Whatever it was, he had that feeling. It's getting closer to Shabbos. Oh, I'll have Shabbos Kugel. I'll have Shabbos Kugel. Now, now, now. Please. And, of course, they gave him his Arab Shabbos Kugel. And, of course, he gave it. Kugel. Got it. Go ahead. All right. Good. Or right. Anyways, so what happened was this. His investment in the apartment building was doing exactly what the Rebbe said. He, Mamish, was investing the extra money, and he bought another building. And before you know it, he became very well-to-do in a very short time. And not only did he become very well-to-do, very rich in a very short time, but there was something else he did. And that was, he opened the hours to be able to give tzedakah. And people would come in, and they would say, pardon me. I have another, have to marry off, and I recently lost my job. And I need to make a hasana. Uh, I know I'm going to need about uh, $10,000, you know, to buy everything my daughter needs. To be able to give a stickle naden, a dowry, for the chuthin, and also to pay for the chasine. Oh, you verstehen sie? So, but uh, you know, listen, I don't expect you to pay everything, but whatever you can give, I, I would appreciate. All right, let me see what I can do for you. Let me see what's in my tzedakah account. Let me take a look at the, my tzedakah account. Uh huh, uh huh. Uh, okay, let me write out a check for you. Uh, what's the name? Uh-huh. Okay, let me mark it down and let me sign it. And here you go. If there's any problem, give me a call. Uh, thank you. <laughs> you paid the full amount. Oh, I'm going to faint. Uh, don't faint now because there are other people coming in. And, of course, he helped everybody that came to see him. There was no kasha, no shyla about it. 
He helped everyone. Mamish, everyone. And now it was like about a month or so before, actually, you know, like, actually maybe two, three months before Shimi would become three years old. So he still had his long hair and he needed his upshare, but it was, I think it was about two, three months before his upshare. And a certain delegation came to see, uh, you know, <laughs> Velvum. And they came in. I'm Shulik Mir. Uh, may I sit down? Avada, Zicha, this is the time to see me for Tzedakah. So you are here because? Uh, I'm here together with the Rosh Hashiva over there. And um, I'm the executive director of the yeshiva. And we came here because our yeshiva is in dire straits and we need a big donation to get us started. But uh, the Rosh Hashiva felt very strongly that you must have in your business or your line of work, you must have a lot of connections. So if we would make you our guest of honor, then you would attract a lot of people, and we could send out invitations and letters to them, and we could get more and more donations besides what you will give. If we could do this, then, uh, of course, uh, you know, you'll be helping out the yeshiva greatly. Uh, I see. Um, and and uh, you want me? Yes, that's right. The Rosh Hashiva would like that you should be the guest of honor at our dinner. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to decline. You have to understand that uh, I, I don't look for honor. I do not seek honor. You need a donation for your Shiva. I'll be more than happy to give you a donation. Nishdor I'll give you a sizable sum. Whatever I can give, you know, because I can't just give all my stock in one place. I have to get divided around, but I can definitely give you a sizable amount. I'm sure it will help you out. But I'm sorry, I cannot be the guest of honor. All right, one second. Let me uh, speak to the Rosh Hashiva. I'm sure that Rosh Hashiva... I say, uh, I'm can I ask you a question? Uh, I come from Europe. Ich bin from the Alteheim. And I just wanted to know that I'm building this Meisters. And I want to meet the same, my son. Right now, the market's here. I want him to take over the Yeshiva from me. Um, but the Zaki is, I, I want him to continue giving a share, and I don't want him to be occupied so much with having to run around more to collect money. I see by myself that I have to collect so much money. It takes time away from the learning, but it's a sacrifice that I'm willing to do because it helps so many other people learn. So... Please, I'm asking you, this one time, make an exception. Agree to be our honorary, and you'll help bring in so much money that we'll be able to expand like we're supposed to and be able to bring in so much more Yungalatan and so much more people into our yeshiva. So we'll have a yeshiva, a masifta, and a koilal. What do you say? I hear what you're saying, but... I, I, I don't do anything 
without uh, speaking to my Rebbe. So if you don't mind, wait over here. Let me go into the next room and let me call up my Rebbe. Hmm. Rebbe's not answering. Hmm. Ay, 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 ay. What am I going to do? Uh, okay. Uh, excuse me. I'm, I'm very sorry, but I can't give you an answer right now. Uh, by Mincha Mayrib, uh, I'll, I'll see the Rebbe, Mr. Avra, and I'll ask him what he says. If he says okay, and he's mask him, I'll be the guest of honor, okay? Uh, but right now, I can't uh, make that decision. All right, but please... Um, explain to Merkel, explain to him. Oh, yeah, I'll explain. See, uh, we have to print out the invitation. We have a date, we have the hall and everything like this, and unfortunately, we, you know, we had a different possible guest of honor, and then we, and the Rosh Shiv fails as many Shemaim that he backed out because he thinks that you would be able to help bring in more money for the yeshiva. So he'd rather you be the guest of honor, and we have to be able to print the invitations, of course, with your name on it in time, to be able to, uh, uh, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yes, I do, but uh, like I said before, <coughs> I don't do anything without speaking to my rabbi. Okay? Zagizun, uh, next please. And of course, he continued with his day, and by Mincha Mayrev, he didn't see the rabbi there. And he went over to one of them and spoke him. Uh, where's the rabbi? What do you mean there, the Rebbe is? You don't know? What do you mean? He spoke about it so many times. He he went to uh, California. The California? What's in California? Ah, he had a very big simcha to go to over there. You know he has a brother that's a uh, out in the shul in California, and he's making a big hash in there. So he went there to be for the week of Sheverbruches. He went to the Hasna and going to stay there for the week of Shaper Brokers. I'm surprised you didn't know. How could you not know? Uh, it's a very interesting question. I wonder myself. Uh-huh. Okay, you know, you, you're right. Probably the Rebbe told me and I just simply forgot. I was, I was very busy with learning and, and doing my real estate business. Okay, so um, is there a telephone number that I could reach the, the Rev? I mean, can I reach the Rebbe there? Uh, well, um, 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 um. Hey, I tell you, Herz The Rebbe said he wanted to leave a telephone number from his brother. However, his Rebbeson said, You need a rest. You need a rest. You need vacation. So you should take it easy. So what do you think he did? He went. But he was worried. What happens if somebody has a Shiloh? So he left the telephone number of another Rebbe that he's very friendly with. So if anybody has a Shiloh what to do, they should ask this Rebbe. Okay? Uh, yeah, I hear. Hmm. Now I'm in a funny dilemma. I want to know what to do. I want to help this Meistus. But I can't be honored because that's what the Rebbe said. Hmm. But I don't think if I ask this other Rebbe, he doesn't know what my Rebbe said, and therefore he would probably say, uh, I, I should take it. No, I, can't, I, I, I don't know what to do. I'll just tell him I can't give him an answer until my love comes back. And sure enough, they came the next day. So, Rebbe, we are here again, and Rosh Hashiva wants to know what your answer is. Uh, I, 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 I'm... 
I'm very sorry, but my brother's out of town for now, and uh, I can't give you an answer for at least a week. Oi vey, Rosh Hashiva. I hear what you're saying, but you don't understand. We have to have an answer by today, because we have to print up the invitation. We wait too long. The invitation will go out late, and then <coughs> who knows what's going to be. I hear what you're saying. I just don't know what to do. I hear, I hear, I hear. And you don't have a phone number? No, no, no. There's another rub that I, I, I have to ask. Uh-huh. So why don't you call him? Uh, I don't understand if he understands the shita of my rov. Uh, well, it's better than nothing. You should call him. He's Dash Taylor, too. Hmm. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'm going to call him. Hello. Who's there? Oh, Velvo. Sure, I know you. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, the Rebbe Duvid, uh, yeah, he, he speaks about you. No, no, no. Uh, you have a Shiloh that you wanted to ask him, but he's not here. He's going to a Simcha, Bor Hashem. So you want to uh, ask me the Shiloh? Uh, yes. Um, I, you know, uh, the Rav told me not to accept any covet, any honors, but there's a moistness here, there's a very dire straits to need my name to publish in the imitation to me, the guest of honor, because it would attract people to come and give more donations about the moistness. So, uh, I wanted to ask the Rebbe what he thinks I should do, because my Rebbe, Rabduvidu, said I should stay away from honor. Uh, he... Well, you know, there's uh, exceptions to every rule. So what I think you should do is, because um, there's exceptions to every rule, I think in this case, if it's going to help the yeshiva very much, I think you should be mickle this time and accept the honor. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, the stuff I was. It's nothing, uh, it didn't do anything much, but he gave an answer. Okay, all right, I asked the Shaila, and he said I should do it. Uh, give us the correct spelling of your name, please, thank you. And sure enough, he gave the correct spelling of the name. And of course, what ended up happening was, uh, one of the people who was taking care of the invitations and, and taking care on the committee of the dinner said, well, 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 I can't believe it. He realized it. He, Revelvel Gelshaft, he's going to be our guest of honor. I think I should advertise it in the newspaper. Yes, of course, when I advertise it, I'm going to not make a whole article. I just make a copy of the invitation and blow it up. There I see the name very dominant near it. Yes, yes, yes. And sure enough, while this was going on, the invitation went out, and life went on as usual. But then, there was a guy who was a member of a gang, and uh, his name was Johnny. And Johnny worked during the daytime as uh, an assistant to a painter. And the painter was a Yiddish guy. All right, all right, all right, no, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on, Johnny. We finished the painting job over here. Okay, come on, we have to clean up now. You know, we have to do a good job. After we clean up, 
then it's time to do, you know, <laughs> a real good cleanup because, you know, when we clean up very nicely, we do a good job. See, I didn't miss any spots. We do a great paint job. People recommend us, okay? They recommend me. You get to work also, right? Because I work, you work. You're my assistant. Okay. Now, um, oh, oh yeah, uh, Johnny, uh, you're taking the drop cloth? Yeah, yeah, good. Ground it. Good, you are ground it. Fold it up carefully. Uh, the dust, don't let it go on the carpet. Uh, okay. I take care. It's not going to fall on the carpet. Not a problem. I got everything rolled up. I put it in a plastic bag, just like we always do. Um, what's that in the corner? Ah, the corner over there? Ah, let me tell you. You see, it happens to be in that corner, the drop cloth didn't reach there. So I asked the uh, people from the house if they have any uh, old newspaper or something. I put down newspaper to protect the carpet over there. So we put down this newspaper. Oh, okay. Well, let me see what this newspaper is. Oh, it's a Jewish newspaper written in English. Oh, somebody making a dinner. Oh, hey, who is this guest of honor at this dinner? Uh, what's the name? Vel, 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 And Velvel, Velvel, Franz Velvel. Oh, oh, Velvel Giltshoff. Uh, who is he? Ah, he's a very well-to-do man. Listen to the neighborhood over here. He's a very well-to-do man. He makes a lot of money. Big ball Sudoka. A big ball what? Uh, He's a guy who gives a lot of charity, you understand? Very nice man, yeah. Very well to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, come on, come on, clean up. You know, I gotta catch Mincha Marev. Come on, come on, schnell, schnell, schnell. All right, all right, I'm going. Let me take the paper and crumple it up. Put it in the garbage. Okay, everything's clean. We're ready to go. And sure enough, everything was ready to go. Everything was all cleaned up. And at night... Johnny came to his boss, Alex, the boss of his gang. And so, that's what I saw. And so when my boss wasn't looking, I ripped out the name. Over here, I ripped out that page that had his name. You can look it up, boss, and see if he's well-to-do. Maybe uh, we could rob him, you know what I mean? Um, just a minute. <coughs> Johnny, Johnny. We could do something better than that. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Eddie. I'm the boss here. All right, sorry. You're right, you're the boss. Uh, all right, now what was the thing you were thinking about, Eddie, that we could possibly do? Well, robbing him, he probably has alarms all over the place. And probably, besides having alarms all over the place, he maybe has a bodyguard, he has a safe. Why go through all that trouble? Okay, why don't we find out if he has any children? Then we could kidnap the child and hold the child for ransom. That's a great idea. I'm so glad I, Alex, your boss, I thought of it. Great idea. I like that, guys. That's what we're going to do. All right, let's do some research. And, of course, they did research. And they found out about little baby Simon. All right, now here's the plan. I'm going to call... And Mrs. Geltshoff, you know, I'm going to call her on the telephone. And I understand from my research, she lets him play in the backyard, and she works in the kitchen, and she has the window open, and she watches him from the window. But the phone, from what I saw with a telescope, is a little further away from the window. So she has to turn her back, 
and answer the phone. All right? So I'll call, and you guys are going to go over, and you're going to kidnap the kid. Got it? Yeah, piece of cake. No piece of cake. We need the kid, not a piece of cake. Come on, let's go. And sure enough, they went out to set out to do what they wanted to do. And what they did was, they was parked in a car. All right. Anytime you're ready, Johnny. Well, anytime I'm ready. I'm looking at the window. She's still looking out the window. Have to wait for the phone to ring. is ringing. Oh, dear me, oh my. Oh, 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 let me go get the phone. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, let me clear my throat a bit. Hello? Uh, hello. Uh, I am out in the neighborhood now selling Anderson windows. No, it's all right. We don't need any windows. We just bought this house. Everything is freshly fixed up. It's okay. We don't need any windows. Sorry. <laughs> but I'm giving a special price on double insulated glass. And it's a real bargain. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. We don't need that. All right. How about if I sell you aluminum siding? <laughs> we don't need any aluminum siding. How about vinyl siding? Uh, we don't need any of that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll have to hang up now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I, I, I hope they did it. And while she was on the phone, the two kidnappers got over there, and they called over to Shimon. Hey, little boy, come here. Hey, Shimmy. Uh, that's what his name is. I think that's what they told us. Okay, Shimmy, come here. I, I got something for you. Kosher lollipop. Kosher lollipop? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And of course he went over. And just as he went over to get the kosher lollipop, the other one grabbed him from behind and he tried to scream, but his hand was over his mouth and he put him in a laundry bag and he took him and put him in the car and he drove away. And the mother hung up and she was laughing. <laughs> oh, these days they'll try to sell you anything. All right, let's go. Uh, where's he? Where did Shimon go? Shimon! You, let me see what's going on. Oh. Shimon, where are you? Um, what? He dropped this. Oh, my goodness. Where is Shimon? Shimon! Shimon! And, of course, after a while, they concluded that he was kidnapped. And the reason why they concluded, because she got a phone call. And he got the phone call. She got the phone call when Vel was home. Hello? Who is this? All right. Now, you just listen to me very, very carefully. We have your little boy, uh, Shimon, Shimon. Shimon, yes. What about him? If you harm him, do you know what I'll do to you? I'll, I'll, I'll... You'll do nothing. The only thing you can do if you want to see your son alive is you're going to get together two million dollars and you're going to bring it to me today, okay? Get to that bank as fast as you can and get me the two million dollars. And, of course, he spoke to the police. Special unit and a sergeant there said... All right. Now listen to me very carefully. Want you to uh, wait for the phone call to come back because she didn't leave any phone number to call. So what I want you to do is the follows. When he calls back, tell him the banks are closed and you spoke to an officer on the phone and they said that you have to wait until tomorrow, which happens to be Friday, and about 315 you're going to be able to get the money because you have an appointment to speak to the bank president 
who's in charge, and he'll be able to give the permission for you to withdraw the $2 million. Meantime, during this time, we'll be scouring the neighborhood and trying to pick up signs and clues where your son was kidnapped, okay? Don't indicate anything that we detectives are looking for your son, because if you do, you know what's going to happen. They'll definitely hurt your son. So don't say anything that the police is involved. And sure enough, after a while, the phone rang. Uh, 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 hello? All right, listen to me. Uh, you got the money? Uh, uh, no. Did you call the police? Of course not. I don't want anything to happen to my son. Ah, smart man, smart man. All right, now what's the start with the money? I want to tell you where you're going to drop off the money, and we'll tell you where we're going to drop off your kid. <laughs> so, where, where's the money? I had a little problem. It was too late in the afternoon. And uh, they're technically closed, and they can't authorize me withdrawing so much money without the okay of the bank's president. Ah, so when is that going to happen? <clears throat> tomorrow. I have a special meeting with him at 3.15 tomorrow. Friday? 3.15. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, when's your Sabbath? Our uh, Sabbath is, is uh, 5.30. Ah, all right. So you could do this, right? Uh, yes, I can do it. You better not hurt... Ah, uh, we won't hurt your kid if you got the money, okay? All right, a deal's a deal, all right? No problem. And so, sure enough, the boss, Alex, he was in a separate place to be able to make sure that his call would not be traced. So he would be making phone calls from phone booth from phone booth. And this way, the police, if they traced it, they just find a phone booth. That's all. In those days, they had phone booths because it wasn't popular cell phones yet. Cell phones weren't pocket size like they are. Cell phones look like big, fat, walkie-talkies like they used to have in World War II almost. Okay, but anyways, so let me tell you something. What happened was is the police were scouring the neighborhood, and they were doing it all day of Thursday, whatever was left. And that means they went through the night. And finally, Friday came. And this little shimmy was going, I want to go home. I want my tati. I want my mommy. I want to go home. And what they did was they rented a small, uh, you know, small house to keep him in there temporarily. Not that we're going to pay the rent, but they just, you know, signed a contract put on a little deposit. If they put it on a little deposit, is okay as an investment if they're going to get $2 million. So what they did was, it was very interesting. They went over and they kept him inside. And the little boy said, I want to go home. I want to go home to my baby. Oh, don't worry, kid. You're going to go home soon. Yeah, that's right. You're going to go home soon, but not yet, okay? Um, Your father has to come by and give us a gift. And when he gives us the gift, then you're going to go home, okay? I want to go home now. I'm sorry. Can't go home now. That's that. That's it. I'm sorry. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. What's today? <clears throat> How old are you, kid? Um, almost three years old. Almost three years old. Do you hear that? Do you hear that, Johnny? Oh, yeah, Eddie. He's almost three years old, and he wants to know which day of the week it is. ha, ha, ha. Why do you want to know what day it is? I'll tell you so. What day is it? All right, it's it's Friday. Uh Uh-oh. Friday? 
okay. I want my Erev Shabbos Kugel. You what? You heard him. Give him his Erev Shabbos Kugel. Yeah, I would love to give him his Erev Shabbos Kugel. What is Erev Shabbos Kugel? Ah, uh, that's a good question. What is Erev Shabbos Kugel? You don't know what Erev Shabbos Kugel is? I want my Erev Shabbos Kugel now! Now! Right now! I want my Erev Shabbos Kugel right now! And he was screaming so loud that one of the detectives was walking down the street. I can't believe it. So far, we've found nothing. Wait a minute. Hey, Lieutenant, listen. Huh? Listen to what? You hear something? Yeah, listen, Lieutenant, listen. Uh, 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 uh. Huh? I hear it. It's coming from that way. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right, all right, take it easy. I'm the Lieutenant. You listen to me. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, sorry. Uh, hey, it's coming from the house. I want my airless having giggle now. Um, I have a funny feeling the kid is in there. All right, let's see who's there. Okay, um, uh, let's knock on the door. And, of course, they knocked on the door real loud. Now open up the door in the name of the law. Hey, oh boy, what are we going to do, Eddie? Uh, uh, you take him into the kitchen uh, and put your hand over his mouth and keep him quiet. Okay. Get over here, kid. I want my cousin. And he took him with his hand over the mouth, brought him into the kitchen. Meanwhile, the other one went to the door. Eddie went to the door. And he opens the door. Uh, yes, officer. If there's something we can do for you. Uh, yeah. I thought I heard a sound of a baby crying over here. Um, you don't happen to have a baby here. Sir, I'm not even married. Nope. I don't have a baby here. Not at all. Oh, uh -huh. I see. So why did we hear a sound here? Uh, yeah, I know we heard a sound here. We heard very distinctly. Like it sounded like, I want my Erev Shabbos Kugel. <laughs> that sounds nice. Maybe it's one of the other Jewish neighbors down the block or something. I think it really came from here. And at that moment... He was so determined to have his Erev Shabbos Kugel that this little bicycle shimmin bit the hand. He bit a finger from the hand of Johnny. I'm going to bite his hand. That's what I'm going to do. Oh! Oh, 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 oh! And with that, he let go of Shimmy. And Shimmy ran out to the living room. I want my Erev Shabbos Kugel now! I want my Erev Shabbos Kugel now! Hey, wait a minute. I thought you said you don't have any children. And who was that man? Oh, that's that's my brother. Your brother? Is he married? Uh, is this his kid? Um, um, um. Oh, no, 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 no. This kid is not ours. This belongs to... Don't say anything. Oh, oh, oh. Who are these two guys? I told you they're the police. Remember when they rang the bell? Oh, but didn't they knock on the door? Yeah, because our bell is out of order. And now we're both going to be out of order. Well, actually, you're both going to be in order. Because we're going to take you down in order of the court. <laughs> Arrest them. Let's go. And sure enough, they caught these two kidnappers. 
And they locked him up in handcuffs. And they put him in a patrol car. And he took little baby Shimon and he said, Don't worry, little Shimmy. You're going to get home. And you're going to get your big, big extra super do- a large piece of Erev Shabbos Kogel. Yeah, that's right, kid. We're going to get you an extra super size. By the way, Lieutenant, what's Erev Shabbos Kogel? I don't know. Whatever it is, we'll find out when we bring him home to the, to the, to the Gelchaf people. And sure enough, when they were in the car, one of the guys said, Oh, just a minute now. Um, What's going to happen to us? Well, you could be put away for a lot of years, you know, because kidnapping is a federal offense. And, we, you know, um, I guess you could be away for quite a portion of your life. Wait, wait a minute. Uh, we're, we're, we're only uh, the helpers. Uh, we're not the boss. Or someone else involved? Uh, who is the other person involved? And sure enough, they snitched on their boss, Alex. And he even told where Alex lives. And the next thing you know was, whoa, 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 whoa! And the police cars came. And they quickly burst into the apartment where Alex was. And they arrested him too. All the kidnappers were arrested and taken away and put in jail. And of course, later on, charges were pressed on them. A court case came, they found them guilty, and they were, all three went away for a very long time in prison. Meanwhile, everybody realized how important it was to make sure you give a little taste of Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. And that was, of course, having that Erev Shabbos kugel. But there was something else they realized. When Rabduvidal came back from L.A., when he came back from California, and he heard the whole story, and he said, You know something? I want you to know that in essence, the reason why you were saved is because you ended up listening to Das Torah. Now, even though it was not my opinion, but you trusted to listen to the Rebbe that I sent to answer the Shilas. So in that schus, you're able to be saved because you were trying your best to do what I said. And listening to Das Torah is very, very important. So you know what? You were saved, and you helped the yeshiva at the same time. But I hope you understand why it's not a good idea to be honored, because there's so many mean people out there that just want to have your money, but not the right way. Okay, let me rest up for my long trip. Okay, I'm happy to hear everything worked out good. Uh, me also. And sure enough, he was the guest of honor at the dinner. And of course, his presence did help bring in a lot of money. And, of course, he told everybody that they should all respect and honor Das Torah and never do things on your own just because you think so. Because you can always be blinded by your feelings of selfishness that you have for yourself. And therefore, always consult Das Torah when making a great, great big decision. Oh, look at the time. I face me. It's late, Rabbi Herbs. Okay, time to say goodbye. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Uh, great Shabbos, Mavorchim, and uh, everything else, okay? Uh, bye.